You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Because it's Friday and you ain't got shit to do. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Tamara Anderson and Michaela Blaze, special guest co-host Derek Anthony. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carlos Stillwell of PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive Poppy Chulo Radio Pop Culture On Demand. Today is Monday, April 24th in the year of our Lord 2017 and I'm your host, Carlos Stillwell. Welcome to the 100 Days of Darkness episode of High Tea. Sit down. And listen while we stockpile food and build our bomb shelter this evening because we all gonna die. Tonight, I'll be serving the, um, this motherfucker is gonna kill us all blend of tea at the table. Um, forgive me if I sound like I'm in an echo chamber, but I have moved into an apartment that currently has no furniture so my friends are invited to sit around my one lonely glass table (laughs) it's a beautiful glass table thank you thank you Makala I hope nobody does any Belgian chocolate on it wow Uh, first let me introduce my very special guest the lovely and talented Melodical cookie lady, Tamara Anderson. Hello! <laughs> the most delicious and succulent Michaela Blaze. How did you know? Um, hello, everyone. And again, I've moved, but this bitch still shows up at my home. Derek Anthony. Hello, horse. That can keep me from it. So, you know, we got a few more. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. My nerves are so worked. <laughs> and I have missed you all. And we've missed you. Jesus, be a sheet of bubble wrap tonight. Please. You like crazy. Please. Um... I'm so glad that we are back. We went on hiatus while I attended to things like burying friends and moving my bed to new places. But now we are black and we are black together again. Black together again. (laughs) Before we begin, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash PCR High T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, 
or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Um, in the break, my producer informed me that this echo that you hear um, today gives him um, Eddie Long realness. I'm giving him preacher realness today. <laughs> yes, and the God. church says, "Amen." Amen. <laughs> Eddie Long realness. Does that come with the boy in the closet and the Jerry curl? Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Excuse bitch it's already nighttime you didn't have to throw that blanket of darkness <laughs> <laughs> oh that tree of shade went right through your whole house sometimes you don't have new furniture now from the tree limbs just little wood chairs just popped up because oh look ikea <laughs> lies y'all not gonna worry me tonight i swear to god y'all not gonna worry me oh now, but it has just begun go on ahead really has. All right, let's knock this bullshit out real quick about what's going on in this country. So we're all going to die. Um, we are potentially at the nuclear war with North Korea unless the Chinese swoop in and save us because that's the um, that that's the policy plan on uh, North Korea. The Chinese are going to talk to those motherfuckers but they not going to. The Chinese don't give a fuck about us. China don't I would give a fuck. I in on that. I certainly wouldn't. So, um, Kim Jong-un is out here like, fuck that motherfucker. If he wants some, come and get some. I'll blow South Korea off the map, motherfuckers. Like, he's talking <laughs> mad trash. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Just like that. Like that. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. It's like I was in his living room. And he was like, that motherfucking orange motherfucker say what? <laughs> oh, hell no. I so will blow up shit up. I blow it up. I blow it up. <laughs> Fuck these motherfuckers. Like, he's real. He's got a lot of bass in his little tiny voice. His <laughs> army is out here goose-stepping. Have y'all seen his army? Have you all seen the North Korean army? I have. I have. They're very rhythmic. And they move like rockets. Yeah. Like, like, I should not be this afraid of motherfuckers who look like they're doing the Christmas show at um, a radio music hall. I really <laughs> I'm like, I'm totally terrified of motherfucking rockets. This is ridiculous. So that's going on in the world. We're all going to die. And we're not talking about Russia. Nope. Who knew? Russia, what is that? Wait, what? It's what? It's what's so funny is every episode, every series about the president, about a president, is talking about Russia more so than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Everybody else is talking about it. I mean, because it is fascinating that we're just mm-hmm. going to move on from the, like, them tampering <laughs> with our election and, like, right. that all of Trump's homies, they're all cool with all the Russian people, but they don't mention it. Like, everybody's cool. It's all good. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. That's right. I mean, these motherfuckers. <laughs> this, this dude literally dropped a bomb on Syria, then dropped a bomb on Afghanistan to divert attention away from Russia. And the media turned around like a flock of lemmings and followed this. Mm. I'm like, you... Because they dropped two bombs that didn't do anything. He he blew some shit up. He was presidential now. Mm -hmm. And he also blew some stuff up that we've already blown up. Let's talk about that. Like, we keep... Like, like, when people are like, oh, poor Syria. I said, which time? (laughs) 
day, yesterday, last week, two months ago. Like, do you not have any Syrian friends? Like, God, they like people getting mutilated over there. Like, wake up, turd. But he Facebook dropped. He, he dropped the daggone bomb on Syria's air force base, and they right were planes out of it the next day like the bomb it didn't even do anything like we have killed whole families in syria nobody said about that but we blew up a field mm. and people were like oh my god syria like, after we rsvp we would come <laughs> not just rsvp we announced it like we tweeted it we coming two minutes here he comes Bing. but alas we're not talking about Russia. We're not talking about the fact that there was an election stolen. What are you talking about? What, what you talk? What you talking about, Willis? Like no That's old news, Carla. Chabu. Anyway, we're nearing the hundred days of Cheeto's um, uh, first term, uh, and like you know, I want. I wanted us to discuss all of his accomplishments. Mm. Mm. I'll wait. I'll wait for you guys to start. I actually, I actually will discuss some accomplishments. Yes. In my lifetime, I have never seen these many marches for different (laughs) for all the same thing against him. I mean, they wear different hats. Different sign. The person, I think you should just get yourself a whiteboard with markers so you can write the name of the of the marker. Dry erase it like this. Yeah, because people are out in these streets marching at a level I have never in my lifetime seen people march before. So I mean, scientists scientists had a protest. Like science science had a protest. Who thought science would have a protest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to laminate my picket sign because I knew I was going to use it again and we had to protect it from the weather. So I went ahead and backed it with cardboard and, and, and laminated the whole thing. So I'm ready. <laughs> I want to, I'm going to make a picket t- sign that says, I don't like none of this shit. And I'm just going to take it to all the marches. I don't like that's, none of this shit. Right. That, that pretty much is apropos, each one. Like, like all this shit is wrong. That, that is an accomplishment. It's like that bitch is in charge at work and don't nobody that work for her like her. So everybody bounds, bands together against her because they're gonna get a right. Fight. Nobody says hi. Everybody goes in lunch without her. That's kind of mm-hmm. great. That's well, it also claiming that illegal immigration is at an all time low, but I'm really wondering where they're getting this number from. Because how do they know that people aren't sneaking in? How did they know they were? How, what numbers are they using to judge this? Where's the basis for this information? Those um, are alternative numbers. I know there is a shortage of people to harvest um, vegetables mm-hmm. and so forth. So I know there's, I know there's that. Um, and I know there's a great deal of fear in the Latino community in Chicago, you know, even the stores are, people aren't going to the stores often because they're just afraid of getting snatched up. So well, they've already snatched up the first DACA kid. So, yeah. you know, oh, the first. And they keep making calls to schools too here. You know, so it's a matter of time. The Latino community has every right to be afraid. My question is are they running through the Romanian communities? Are they running through. This uh huh? the 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 um uh oh. European communities, the Polish communities, are they running through the communities where there are white white Christians? Well, and this is because the- that's a bunch of illegals. <laughs> well, I mean, here they definitely, especially our um our uh what is it, our Polish and Russian immigrants. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, Chicago has the largest. Um, population of Polish people outside of Poland. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I and I know for a fact that many of them are not here legally. Some of them that are not here legally are my friends. So exactly. 
saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, one one other accomplishment, he's managed to fuck up my diet because <laughs> I was enjoying. I was working on a hundred and one ways to prepare avocado, but you know, avocados are like two dollars an avocado now. They certainly so are. I just, are. I just saw that girls three for five dollars. Right. Listen, me and, and um, my theater husband, Leonard House, were in the Mariano's, and he touched the avocados and dropped them like they were on fire. I said, what's wrong? He was like, the avocado is $3.99. I said, Woo! American? I said, U.S.? Wow. That'd be, like a slice of, that'd be like a slice a day until it just browned out on you. I was <laughs> like... <laughs> It'd be but like, I'm you still eat it when it's brown. You're still like, mm, I could probably, like, if I take off the rubbery bit that's on the outside, I could probably. <laughs> yeah. I can make this work for $3.99. Yeah. Well, I mean, that means I have to cut it and eat it while I'm walking through the store. I need to, excuse me, somebody, I need to go to Delhi and ask for a knife. I need to cut this and squeeze a lime on here so I can have this as I walk through the store as a snack. Cause it's not even gonna make it home. Like no. it's just. Right. If you I mean, I just saw some. They had some here. Actually, it were two. They were two dollars. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's a sale. Wow. Like crazy talk. So, um, I think the consensus from our perspective is that he's done absolutely zitch zero nothing that he said he was going to do, and um, I don't foresee that changing. Because um, he's the devil. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I he think he's been moving. He's going to keep, so like the healthcare thing didn't work out. I mean, but he has apparently, he's going to reform the entire tax code next week. Oh, yeah. Know? But he's not going to do it before the government shuts down. So, will it really matter? Right. Just oh. saying. Stop, stop. Because they still have not passed a budget. So the whole United States will be like the state of Illinois. Um, In about 2.3 seconds. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, fuck him. Moving on to crunchy ass white people. Well, Bill O'Reilly was unceremoniously relieved of his duties at Fox News. Because you can call black folks spear chuckers all you want, but you cannot ask a white woman to touch your pita. You can be as racist as you want and keep your job, but being sexually harassing white women was just the straw that broke the camel's back for Fox News and their um, and their um, advertisers. Too so much all, competition. All those years. <laughs> Uh, of race baiting and and lies that was okay but you know and I'm not saying this to say that sexual harassment is not hideous horrible real and something that needs to be addressed it is just the irony is not lost on me or anybody for that matter <laughs> that um you're it, asking the question where's your oh you're not asking you're making the statement where's your line exactly mm-hmm you know? Well, that's where the line is. Right. So, but here's the, and, and he, they had to pay his contract out, and everybody's like, how does he still get to get his $25 million? <laughs> Let me explain it to you all, people. So, in these types of contracts, like the one that Bill O'Reilly has, there's a thing called a morality clause. Yeah. The morality clause states that if you do anything mad ignorant, they can fire you and keep and not pay out your contract. But here's the catch 22 that Fox has found itself in. If they say that, they will be admitting culpability in his nefarious behaviors. Yep. Yep. And they will open themselves up to even more lawsuits. So they had to pay him instead of admitting that his um, his his behavior had been um, amoral. And, and that's actually a common practice for people who are editorialists. 
you know, like a lot of people who do news shows that are meant to be editorials, which are meant to be really edgy and push the envelope. A lot of times they won't even have morality clause or they'll have like an addendum to morality. Clause. Like, mm. you know, because of fact, the whole purpose of them being on the show is in is to always just walk all over that fucking morality clause. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there there is that like I would I would not doubt that he did not have a traditional contract because of the type of job he had. Too. That's that's a good point. That's a good and point. And what they expected for him from him. I mean, they knew who he was. Yeah. So I'm sure right. like shit stirrer was actually <laughs> It's in writing. He's the professional shit stirrer. Right. That's like you will be a shit stirrer on our network for X amount of dollars. Yeah. Okay. But mm. here's but here's the gag, y'all. So now there is another um, uh, uh, lawsuit pending, and I think it's about eight black people at Fox have gotten together. This is insane. Please tell the story. I, I can't even understand how they got there, but please. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize we were gonna talk about this, but now my head just blew off. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. Oh no, my goodness. no, because boom. Okay. Because this is the worst shit I've ever heard. I don't it's I, it's also the funniest shit I've ever heard. Hmm. So apparently at Fox News, in the in the in the newsrooms, the editorial rooms. Uh, and oh, oh no, and, and in accounting, this was the big practice in accounting. The white supervisors would quote end quote force the black and brown employees to arm wrestle white employees mm-hmm. for entertainment purposes in the office. And if you did not partake in these um, games, these games of sport, there will be repercussions for your job. But who the fuck does this? Who the fuck does this? I can see you talk that one dumbass into it. I can see that. But there's eight of them? There's eight of these motherfuckers that are arm wrestling for fucking pennies? Jesus! Yeah. Why not? Who the fuck Come does on. this? Oh God! Seventh oh God. graders do. Seventh graders do. But the thing is, I think that's even more moronic. Is that that's what you sue Fox for? There's so many things I'm sure that's happening in newsroom that are way beyond that. And the punk asses had to wait till after the women were like, "He's been fucking with us," and then they were like, "Hey, we should tell them about the arm wrestling." Like, what? The- <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like I hope they don't get a goddamn cent. You're arm wrestling for white people, and I don't. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm upset. I don't like it. I tried to find more information out. Like somebody has to fucking explain to me how grown up. No, like, that's hey, it. That's Mr. the whole explanation. Let's arm what, what the fuck? I don't get it. I don't like it. I let, uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I am with Makayla. I was way more horrified that there are because there are more there are only eight of them that are a part of this lawsuit i was way more horrified that this that that the story did not come out that these motherfucking crack 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 cracks i've seen americans asked me yes i said asked asked me to arm wrestle at work and then I was penalized and I walked out that motherfucker and now I have a lawyer. That's the story I was expecting, I would have been expecting to hear. Uh, no, they partake, but they, but they did arm wrestle. And then they're like, they we were embarrassed. And then is it was this, like, this, I don't know, is this a man shit? Am I not understanding some? No. no. Actually, actually, I'm not sure these were all men. Right, oh. it's a mixed group. It's COVID. No, it's a no, group. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. Yeah, I can't. I'm just. Mm-mm. I'm not. I can't say definitively that these were all men. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we gotta move on. And no, not the man shit. So this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is. This was happening in 2000 and. 
17 mm. in America. And not in the elementary school, which is where I just saw it recently. <laughs> and I was appalled by it there. I was like, why would you jump up and just start arm wrestling in the middle of class? Like, sit down. Oh, 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 okay. So I am absolutely with. I am Team Blaze on this one because Ooh. I was. I was like, "Who are you?" I I know that times are hard and people have bills and families, but Boo Boo, we just gonna have to be a little broke for a few weeks because I'm going to need another job. Because mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Who does that? Who does it? They did. Eight people did. And you know what? I'll be quite honest with you. If my if they caught me on a like you know I was hungover that day and I wasn't really paying attention at work and I thought it was funny and maybe it happened once or something. But if this was a like a thing, I promise you I wouldn't tell anybody I participated in it. I wouldn't even get in the lawsuit. They're probably all going to so get. What you're paid. saying is there's probably more than eight people that have done. Right, there's like four of them who is like that. Was, that shit wasn't me because it is too embarrassing to admit to. That's like when you shimmy. That's like when you shimmy down a waterfall and you get hurt. You don't tell people that's what you were doing. Right. Mm-hmm. No. I you like, oh, I tripped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So this is the new like scan scandalo escandalo at Fox News that these motherfuckers was I'm a little. I'm. I'm. I'm disgusted with all everybody involved. It is utterly and thoroughly the most ridiculous thing I've ever, ever heard. But there was good news today on the news. Michelle Obama's husband is back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was looking. (sighs) He was looking delicious. He was looking well rested. And so tan. Super tan. So he was talking to a group of students at the University of Chicago um, about the, his his he he made it clear what fronts he will be fighting on. Right, he, he's mm-hmm. attacking this gerrymandering. He'll be also helping to build a coalition of millennial leaders of from both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, he said nothing about the Cheeto. He did his Obama thing. He spun his spell of deliciousness and intellect. Mm. And one of the kids called him out on standardized tests. And I was so happy about that because, you know, his race to the top policy just made that worse. So I was like, yay, kid. Listen. And he and he's taking the questions. He's taking all of it. And he is back. And we had a breath of fresh air on the on the news shows today because there were complete sentences spoke spoken. Mm. Something like he was using both nouns and verbs um, together. Together, right. he unpacked his adjectives. He unpacked yeah. his adjectives. Do, 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 do. It was, was a bigger old, that whole He epi- was a he was whole episode of Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, <laughs> He, he was, was a, a scary bear. <laughs> he was that way and delicious and I got that say great. And so he unpack. was he used his conjunction junctions and he let us know what their function was. He oh. hooked up rails and phrases <laughs> and clauses. Ooh. It happened. It happened. Over the water and under the bridge. And verb. That's what's happening. He did his thing with action. Verb. Don't get it. President. Oh, God. I can't believe we just did that, but I can't believe it. Because it's so fun. Yeah. Um, this like sexy mix of like humble but really manly, like humble but still not aggressive. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but like he's not mousy by any means, but no, he's no. right, you know what I'm saying? He's yes, but still has so much humility, but still, like, if I got scared, I would run into his arms, right? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much drool on this on this conversation about this man. Let me tell you something. 
I love him and I would if yeah. Michelle would allow it I would let him touch me inappropriately I would <laughs> I love her I love and respect her so much that I would only do it if she said it was okay I love her, respect her so much I would make sure she didn't find out but I don't well, even that's that's script. Damn. You were like, I would. Michelle can never know you touched the inappropriate. Never. I respect her too much for that. Let me tell you. So, here in Chicago, there's some foolishness going on that I have to talk about. And it just, now we're talking about the Obamas. I have to talk about these two foolish things that are happening because. One of them is about Michelle Obama. So there is an artist who did a mural of Michelle mm. on her block where she grew up on 74th in um, Coles, I believe. Um, and it's beautiful and it's all regal. And she's like, um, she is a, um, in Egyptian queen attire and it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, People were driving by and posting and posting pictures of it. And everybody's like, wait a minute. Uh, I've seen that before. This dude, and it was a guy, and I can't think of his name right now. But he stole the artwork off of this other woman's um, Instagram. And he made it a mural. And now it's like, what? Who does that? Who does that? So I need everybody to go on Instagram because this broad is cold. Her Instagram is um, Thick East African Girl. Right. Her name is Galila Mespin. Yes. Yeah. And you can follow her at Galila, G-A-L-I-L-E underscore art. You yeah. must, if you do nothing else, because this girl's work was stolen. It's a shame and a pity. But I was like, I have to let people know. Because I was like, I got to go look at her work. And I was like, God damn. Beautiful mm. black female empowerment strong images, beautiful art. Please, if you get the chance, go and look at some of her stuff and throw her some coin because she deserves it. And this mofo that stole her art, may God have mercy on your inward ass soul. How do you do that and not expect to get caught? Well, so in his defense, according to his press release, and he could have been way sorrier. It seems to like people were quoting him as the artist, but what he mm-hmm. does is raise money for these public arts um, installations. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the only one he's done, and some of the artists is, and some of it is not. Um, and apparent, you know, there, he's he's got a whole team of people that like he's an up, he's you know, he's a good dude. And um, maybe he got misquoted, but he he never at any point did he think he was the artist. He was just putting stuff up. But it's but it was in any case, it was handled poorly because she didn't even know. I mean, if right. you're going to put somebody's stuff up, you should at least call them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She didn't know it was up. She didn't. No. And, and not only did she not she know. She may want to drive her mama past there. <laughs> right. Or she should, or she may have wanted to pay her light bill with the money they should have given her to use her work. Right. He raised a whole bunch of money to put it up. And right, maybe she should have got something, 10%, something. But right. she didn't, or at least label the photograph with her name, something. Yeah. Um, but all of this was handled very, very well. Or poorly. like attach her or attach links to her artwork to your the fact that you raise the money, like to the link. Right. That, that you are lifting up this artist. Like we don't have no like I no, I don't think any artist would ever be smirched the fact of your work being lifted up and you get, you know, some right some 
play from that. But the fact that you had to find out like on the side means that, yeah, no. The fact that your homies are driving past like, girl, let me take this picture of your work on the wall. You know, right. like what? So that was just craziness. Here's the other thing that's crazy. So I'm teaching a playwriting class in one of Chicago's public schools. And I asked the teacher, I say, when is the end of the school year? What day? He says, well, we won't find out until May 1st. Yeah, right. So I turn around on my heels and I say, goonie goo goo. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because our state doesn't have a budget. Yeah. The Chicago Public Schools is falling short financially. Mm -hmm. And the solution is to close the school year in the school year early. Yeah. By like right. something like 14 days, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be I mean, get out on May. Wait, yeah. what what was that, Makai? The calendar says the 18th. Right. Um, but it's looking all indications are it's June 1st. Right. Yeah. So as 17 days. Right. And as a parent of children in CPS, I mean, I'm very lucky. I have lots of family here, but this is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous, and especially for the the community that this that CPS serves. Right. You know, they're all hardworking people that have to go to work every day. Um, right. And there's no program set up to handle this. There's already a gap in between when school ends and when the park district po programs begin. So you already have to find like two weeks of childcare right. in between, and then mm -hmm. on the front end, and then two weeks on the back end. And now right. they're you to look for five weeks of child care on the front end. and like nobody likes anybody that much you know like my mom doesn't even like her grandchildren that much like <laughs> just, you know what i mean i'm right. gonna start talking to the male lady like remember when my baby waved at you um because she stayed at the house for a few hours you know it's, and it's also like affecting it's also going to affect pay and people leaving out on pensions this year too yes yes Going to affect retirement days. Yeah. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm like, this is horrible. Well, you it know what? Absolutely a, school, a smaller school district outside of Pens of Philadelphia. This happened to um, them about three, I'm going to say three or four years ago. We had a, a governor at that time who just was not making a budget or nothing. But somehow the charter school in the same district had gotten like $300,000 so they could stay open. Mm. So he actually forced the teachers to work without pay for two months. What? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is they couldn't like they, it, they couldn't like file unemployment. So like you couldn't even tell your mortgage company, oh, I'm unemployed. Cause, Cause you were legally, working. You were working. Right. So the union, you know, in good faith, the union said, okay, the teachers will work with no pay if you give us a like give us a budget in two weeks. Like we'll do it for two weeks. And he said, Okay, never gave him a budget. It was all messed up. So I've seen this. I have seen, I mean, I know it may seem impossible, but I have seen this type of stuff. And not only is this, I mean, even though we're working a budget ahead, so we're not affected by the fact that the federal government doesn't have a budget yet. Mm. But the fact is, is that you were already affected by the fact that you got shorted money last year already mm -hmm. during Obama's last term. Like education and health services and human services got cut. So what they usually do is they overspend expecting to get like something like basically it's like paying until your account is negative and you get this windfall of money right mm -hmm. the problem mm -hmm. is if there's no budget promise at all you can't even justify to all the people that are holding liens on your money that you're going to pay them right so yeah no this it is, could be this is terrible it, gonna, it could be well, really I, I, bad I also have heard of this happening before too, but it happened in Puerto Rico where they have like rolling power outages and 41% of the people there live in poverty. And 
So, I mean, it's it's just not what we expect. But welcome, welcome, welcome to our world. It's absolutely insane. It's it's, it's wild. It's crazy. I mean, and I part of me wants this to go down. Just I I'm I'm hoping for some sort of explosion. I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, there's hundreds of thousands of families that are going to be impacted, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I hope they're all just in the street every day, just sitting, just sitting in the middle of the street. Like fucking, like nobody's going to work. If I can't go to work, none of you motherfuckers going to work. I don't care. I don't care right. how old you are. And you also have a lot of people who work in the city who don't have the luxury of having like a sick day. Like if they right. don't show up to work, they don't have a job. Right. Right. And they, and you know, our, 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 a lot of the CNAs, like the healthcare workers that are not nurses or doctors, a lot of the a lot of the restaurateurs, people that work in, you know, mm-hmm. retail, things like that. Those are the people whose children go to public school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, this is just, this is disgusting. Um, so if I haven't said it recently on this um, podcast, fuck you, Bruce Rauner, and all of the little yous, and fuck all of the black preachers, Corey Brooks, and um, James Meeks, who encouraged your congregations of poor and working class black people to vote for Bruce Rauner. That's God, may God have mercy. Their house. Exactly. All everybody's kids take a hey, everybody. That's the thing in Chicago. <laughs> take your kids to Salem Baptist Church. Just take yeah. all your kids to Salem Baptist Church. That's a great idea. Drop them off. Yeah. Or that other one. Uh, what is uh, oh shoot? What's the one that he had built? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. That's Salem. That's Salem. Yeah. Let, since, oh yeah, since, Salem. Since it seats. No, I was thinking seats, Trinity. Yeah. Salem. No, 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 not Trinity. Since it seats five thousand people, let's take five thousand kids to that motherfucker. And isn't he, didn't he get the position as director of education or he something? He sure did. He sure, sure did. did. After he, after he. Uh, yeah. After he sold out his, after he sold the votes of his congregations. Yeah, he did. He sure yeah. did. So we'll get them all matching sweatshirts because that's what Meeks does for every fucking occasion he has. And we'll get, everybody gets matching t-shirts and sweatshirts and we'll just leave them there. Just not going <laughs> to. Oh. This is going to be perfect for them. They think that joint is a circus anyway. So the three years my mother went to that church was the worst three years of our relationship ever. Oh my god, it's it's horrible. So let me just get this last little bit in mm. about uh, uh, of this international news. So uh, old white racist men. <laughs> have destroyed Britain and the United States. Now they're trying to take down France. Yeah. Her, name, her name is Marine Le Pen. Mm-hmm. And she is, they've been calling her on the international scene, the female Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. She is stupid. She is ignorant. She is a racist. She is a clown. She is a buffoon. But she is in striking distance of the presidency of France. So, um, the whole Western world has succumbed to racism. Mm. You know, uh, just FYI. I just wanted to mention it so that you all know that democracy, the idea of democracy, which black people never really got to take part in, we probably never will now because it's dead. And I just want to move to Germany and have that president or Canada. Man, oh man, because it's because it, there won't be many more places in the world that are safe, and we're going to get nuked. So <laughs> we should leave now. And I live in New York, so you know I'm not even worried about it. I won't. I won't even see the flash. I won't feel the heat. <laughs> Right. I got that to work. Well, you know, that dust travels a long time, dude. 
So you might get a little, you might grow like a third of a six finger at least. No, 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 no. I live in New York. They're going to drop one right on New York. Oh, 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 that's what you, well, no, because if it's coming from um, North Korea, it's going to hit L.A. The rest of us are going to just get a whole lot of dust and just start growing third fingers and eyes in the top of the the middle of our like the X-Men but not the pretty one <laughs> exactly we're, we're not going to be good X-Men it's going to be ugly alright so okay I was reading an article today and it made me think about you know summer is upon us and this old article was about our, it was, and it was a Fox News article which was hilarious it was, are your friends making you fat? <laughs> hmm. How does that work? So the, the, the thought process now is that when your friends or your, or your significant other or your family members are depressed, they bring fattening foods around you. And hmm. because you are <laughs> in community with them, Right, you tend to fall into the fat gap with them. Mm. So the problem is, I don't like to share my food, so I just fat. <laughs> I'm mean, son. I've mm-hmm. been like sharing with my child, who I'm supposed to share with. I will when she reaches in my plate, I'm like, there is something in the refrigerator. That looks just like this. You should go get it. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Don't even do it. Like, don't. I mean, I used to think that, but like, I'm such a selfish eater. Even when I was pregnant, like I was so picky because I could only eat certain things that made me sick. So if I went to a restaurant with a bunch of people and they didn't have what I wanted to eat and I was the one who was pregnant, I got my pregnant ass up and left them motherfuckers at the table and went someplace where I could eat. Hmm. I, I was have- like, oh, they out of overstuffed potato? Oh, you could bring the bill. I was like, God damn, I just got this drink. Well, you better drink it up, buttercup, because we about to go someplace else. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think my family just brings over fattening food all the time. I don't think they have to be particularly depressed or anything. I just think... <laughs> they like to eat. Yeah, my mom loves sweets, chocolates, cakes. She, that's just her thing. And she weighs approximately 82 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I because, wish I had that problem. I know, right? See, so, my problem is one of knowledge because I know how to make a cinnamon, a cinnamon cinnamon roll. Oh, and I have everything in the kitchen to make it. So, like, you know, right now, if I came like, over right now and I was like cinnamon, please, you boom, 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 in in like an hour and a half, you'd have it. Wow. See, that's why. I'm and it only to- takes that long because the dough has to rise. Yeah. You have to let you have to give it time to oh, right. you know rise. Yeah. It's a yeast dough that you use for the Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah. How do I know this? Fat ass. You know, I was reading this and I was like, <laughs> now when I when my mom died, and mm. this this is a Derek and I story. When my mom died, I had a lot, I had a lot of um resources, financial resources. I also had a lot of time. And I was, I was going through a thing. Mm. So there was, I wasn't cooking. There was a lot of going out to eat. And because Derek loves me, he went with me. I gained 82 pounds. There was not a piece of fried chicken in Chicago that was safe for me, the one I love. <laughs> but Derek did not gain all of that weight. He did not gain the weight that I gained. Mm. Mm. You know, it's, it's, so I just, I'm, I'm having a problem with telling people that being a good friend is going to make you fat. Like, right. Like I like to cook for people. So I do like, I, and when I cook for people, I have a tendency not to eat after I've cooked all day. Oh yeah. And because so you've, I, all, you've I, been tasting all day and right. Right. So for yeah. me, like people blame me and be like, why are we getting all fat? And you not eat nothing. I mean, I'm gonna eat later because I'm, you know, it's always at like nine o'clock at night. You like, oh, I'm hungry, right? But the thing is, if you've been cooking all day, grilling all day, whatever you're doing, for me, like cooking is, you know, and I'm sure like 
a lot of us on on this can talk about can attest this cooking is something i enjoy it's very relaxing too yes so um there is that but initially even when i cook for my even when i'm cooking and it's just me and maya here i'm still selfish eater like whatever's on my plate i'm eating like i'm not sharing Look, can we can we make no. I, I need to make a segue out of this conversation because what you're saying so i was sitting in a restaurant me and um me and the theater husband because he's back in town so that's my running buddy we're in the restaurant and we see these cu- this couple same side table sitting oh so yeah they're you know sitting next to each other and they're eating out of each other's plate and all of this other old foolishness and yeah, I'm just like, and, and we looked at each other like, man, listen, I can love you to pieces, but you need to stay on your side of the table. Like, right? <laughs> but you know what? Now that depends. Now I he, have done both. Now, yeah. I, like, if, like, if I am, I'm out with somebody and we've agreed to split like a bunch of plates, mm-hmm. like, especially if it's a date and like we decide to split a bunch of plates, then that's a different sharing that I have agreed to. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm right. talking about this. I order something, you order something, then you gotta be over here tasting what I ordered. No, my dude, did <laughs> you stay over there? I also am opposed to somebody sitting very close to me while I'm eating because I need to move. I need elbow room. I need. Mm-hmm. That's not sexy to me. That's not how. Makala, what were you about to say though? I am all like same side sitting and oh, like yeah. hugging and yeah, I'm all about that. I, I support that yeah. 100%. And I want to share and um, I want to like touch your leg and all that kind of stuff. I want to do all that. You told you snuggler. I am. I am. Yeah, and it's I, like, I, I, I like that too. The way on the yeah. other side of the table. I can get very dramatic about it too. I, it's, it's just a thing. It's a thing that I do. Now I did, I snuggled you yesterday when I saw you. Yeah, but I only snuggled you. you. When, but remember when I sat in the booth, I was all like all up on you. I'm right. Sat, I'm we totally like, snuggled because yeah. I hadn't seen you in a while. Right. And I love you, but Uh-oh. like <laughs> as a rule, as a rule, and also you were eating. I wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. If That's I was true. eating, I would have needed more space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I mean, there was a time you would have worked, worked your ass all the way around that booth because I, like, <laughs> I moved over, and then I would have been like, "Why are we so far apart?" And then I would have moved over, and then you would have moved over. Like if you didn't like make it clear to me and establish the rules, I would just assume that I wasn't sitting close enough, and I would just move over. You would still up on top of your shoulder. Like the why are you moving? Like I'm actually like that though. Like I do like close proximity sitting. Like the whole cuddling and talking and face to face stuff. I do like that. I don't like when people far away. When people got to sit in separate chairs. It's kind of weird. I don't like that. Right. Mm. Mm. Me and Derek are like. Mm. Mm. I mean, even my, even my daughter, who's like very like introverted and can sometimes be like, "Don't touch my hair. Don't touch anything on me." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's funny yeah. is that when we're walking down the street, she still grabs my hand. And if we are sitting like in a um on a couch or whatever, somehow she is like somehow on top of me on the couch. Mm-mm. You know, I get hot. I get hot easily. And no. <laughs> but even that, I get hot easily too. But I just share I my hungry. body. And that's I, like that's like a, that's a thing too. Oh no, I'm I'm the worst. When, this when, is... when, the, when the boyfriend and I are sitting watching television, he sits on his couch and I sit on my couch. Mm. Yes. That makes I make sense. a big deal about it too. Like I'm really like I'm really snarky. Like if you do that, I will make I'll you'll never see that fucking show. I'll be like, oh this show sucks. Ah and then the minute you sit like right on top of me, I'm super quiet. You can watch all the TV you want. <laughs> we're watching the same show. We we we're we're currently watching Frank and Grace right now. Um, yeah, we're in the third season right now, and we do that over dinner. And so so to answer part of the question, Carla, yes, sometimes your friends do make you fat because I know I put twenty pounds on that man in the year. <laughs> uh, 
Tonight we had pork buns. That's all I'm saying. Pork um, buns. Pork buns. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna make an What is the pork bun? It is a Korean dish. Um you prepare the pork in the skillet with some kimchi or something. I had to do a black version because I had no kimchi. Um uh, I did ground turkey, bacon, barbecue sauce, uh, onions, and garlic. Mm. And then I made the bread, made the, the bun uh, dough. And it is a yeast dough. So you let it rise and then you knead it and then let it rise again and knead it. And then you break it up and um, flatten it out and put the meat in the center of it and wrap it up mm. like a bun. And then Put you the let it meat rise. in the center. Center, baby. And then you let it rise again for another hour. And then you put an egg wash on it and bake it. And then you sit there like a fat pig. Because <laughs> it, it keeps holding it in your hand. So you can hold two of them and eat them both at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Because, mm-hmm. see, you know, I would make that with ground pork and bacon. Mm-hmm. Double the pig, yes, because I I believe I I'm a meatarian. I believe in meat, and, and since my stomach is small, I have to have my protein first, y'all. So it's meat. It is. Mm-hmm. All mm. right, y'all. I got to um, introduce a new award on the show. Mm. <laughs> I got to introduce a new award. This this award right here. I'm calling this one the Ooh Girl You Did That Award. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear who gets it. So this this first Ooh Girl You Did That Award goes to Diane Bentley, the former first lady of Alabama. Mm. Oh, for the way in which she destroyed her cheating ass, low down ass, filthy ass, trifling ass, dirty ass husband. Mm-hmm. Former Governor Bentley. Mm. So, for those of you who don't know the tale of this wonderfully quaffed white woman, because <laughs> her blonde Barbara Bush, uh, not Barbara Bush, um, who was the baby Bush's wife? Oh, Laura. Um, Laura. Um, Kitty Laura. Or wasn't it? Yeah, Laura. She's got Laura. a she, she's got a she's got a blonde Laura Bush. Mm. She's got real Republican hair, girl. Her, her hair is real right wing. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm like that is some Republican hair you got, girl. Anyway, so. Her cheating ass, lying ass, dirty ass husband and his campaign manager, advisor, whoever this broad was, was slipping and dipping. And he was sending this chick um, text messages uh, about how he loved it and loved it her and was looking in her eyes and couldn't wait to be with her and couldn't wait to get rid of his old hag of a wife. To be with her young suppleness. And he was going on. He was spending campaign money on this bro. He was doing all kinds of mess. Well. um, The wife. Caught wind to it. And over a three year period. She saved. Every text message. Every note. Every receipt. Everything she could get her hands on to prove that he was a cheating ass, lying ass, dirty ass, disgusting ass motherfucker. And then she contacted the state's attorney and turned over the documents. Documentation receipts. <laughs> And she single-handedly, she single-handedly destroyed that man's career 
and had him prosecuted on criminal charges to which he pled guilty for the misuse of campaign funds. He was like, fuck a divorce. I want you arrested. Baby, she took three years. She laughed, she grinned, she played the first lady for three years. That's a long game for you. That is gangster ass stuff there. Who can do that? So you get the ooh girl, you did that award. I agree. And the church says, let the church say amen. You don't know. Now, tonight's winter winner of the um blackest most colored negro award goes to the most lovely and talented serena williams why you ask is she being awarded because that broad was playing and won the french open when she was 20 weeks pregnant mm. what would you i think mm. she was like 16 weeks or something yeah. And it took her a while to confirm it because she kept saying no and it wasn't confirmed and or I didn't know I was pregnant. I was like, which is it? She, she knew she was pregnant. She just didn't want to deal with nobody asking her no questions while she whooped them girls' ass on that court. Because she really don't like a whole lot of questions at the end of the day. Right. No. That's not her thing. But what's crazy is, could you imagine now how you feel when you lost? You lost to a pregnant person. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that pregnancy is a handicap. I'm not saying that, but you lost to a pregnant person. Yeah. Like, like, like this girl, so, some, some comedian said, you didn't just lose to one person, you lost to two Williams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, most people are rendered helpless their first three months of pregnancy. Absolutely. She won a competition. A competition where you jumping around and dick and dodging. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, when, when we're all sitting our fat, lazy asses around <laughs> talking about what we can't do, let's remind ourselves that Serena won the French Open while she was 20 weeks pregnant. While she was halfway to her due date. Oh, God. And I'm going to say that girl's snapback is going to be real. Her body is going to be like a rubber band. She's going to have that baby. And then it's going to be like, what baby? Ugh. But here, I I might have to. I think right now I'm going to start an impromptu award. Because now I got to send a shout out to. I'm going to call this one the hater ass, hater ass, hater award. Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. Because I got to give a, 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 a an award to all the black men that were on social media berating Serena, calling her a bed wench and a traitor to the race. Wow, this Because, man. oh, this has been a thing, honey. Since yeah. She announced her, since she announced her pregnancy, this has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she is engaged to and having this child with this white man mm. but didn't she say something too didn't she say something like white men are nicer to you than black men did she say some some bullshit i i didn't i haven't heard her say anything haterish i haven't mm. heard it so i don't know if she said anything like that um okay I'm, I'm, i might oh, have to do my God. research mm-hmm. i hope she didn't i hope i'd hate for you have to give her the award and then snatch it back I would, because I would take this motherfucker away. I don't care. <laughs> right. Like, like awesome lovey, lovey in June, whatever her name is, because she is not old. She is no longer on the list. <clears throat> we'll talk about, we'll do a whole show about um, respectability politics just for her. So oh, yeah. with that said, kids and kitties, it is time for us to depart. Join us next time for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carla Stillwell. Once again, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. 
Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR High Tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, wish the listeners a good night. Good night! <laughs> Later. It was wonderful being with you all again. Thank you so much, Carla. The house looks wonderful. I can't wait till you get all your stuff in there. Um, and... and we can get down for real, for real. For real, for real. You dropped the bomb on me. Oh, baby. Oh, you dropped the bomb on me. And you turned me. Oh, and I would like to give a special shout out to Tamara and Mikaela's night for um, healing the divide of dark on light crime. <laughs> I mean, because I got a vanilla wafer on. <laughs> You ruined it. You ruined it. I did that on purpose. You're welcome. (laughs) I personally love vanilla wafers, so I'm saying that's a good thing. Like they're really pretty. They're like a pretty brown color. I didn't say like golden Oreos for Easter. (laughs) Oh Oh, my god. Okay, I, I'm trying. To, I tried to acknowledge that there was no dark on light crime in this show, and look what you did. Look it's what happened. for the kill. Right. I said. I said it wasn't because I agree with Makala that you should stay on the same side and enjoy good, you know, good warmness while you two are like Attila the Huns on opposite sides of the table. <laughs> Talk about I got heat issues. What type of shit? Okay. Download new episodes of High Tea with Carla Stillwell and these ridiculous people every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Thank you and good night.